0: everybody, welcome to Monster Baby Podcast.
1: Dun, 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 dun.
0: A curious romp through the worlds of mindfulness and improvisation.
1: Dun, 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 dun.
0: I am your host, Lisa Rowland, joined by-
1: Ted de Maison. Dun, dun,
0: dun, 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 dun. And this this podcast was born out of Ted's and my love for and belief in the powerful insights and in the practices of improv and, med- and, and mindfulness.
1: And our hope is that the insights that we're exploring here are ones that lead you to greater joy, ease, adventure, connection in your life.
0: Yeah, that's what that's what we hope.
1: So thank you for joining us. Yeah,
0: this is our 29th episode. It is on getting out of the way. It's, <laughs> it's, it, it, our title, I suppose, is It's Not About You. And we figure out what that means, both in the disciplines of mindfulness and improvisation.
1: And so it might ultimately be about you, listener, but you're going to have to find out.
0: Look, this moment is all about you. I want you to curl up. I want you to make a cup of tea. Uh-huh. Get your favorite slippers on. You just shut the rest of the world out. <laughs> Cozy up.
1: I really want you to do that, especially if you're like at this work. This
0: all about you. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: about you and us right and
0: now. And us. It's you and me.
1: All but right. ultimately, as... You'll see at the end of the episode, it's not about you. Or maybe it is. Check it out. Get over yourself. You tell us, and yeah. uh, we'll be here to listen. We're delighted that you've joined us.
0: All right, monster babies, listen on.
1: Enjoy. All right, it's been a while since we played a game, Lisa Rowan, with our listeners.
0: It's true. I mean, not with that they're going
1: to be able to play with us. but For our listeners. For our listeners. Yes. So... I wanna can we just go back to like an old this is a, I may mean, be the first improv game I ever learned. Sound ball. Sure. Sound ball. Sure. Alright, so You'll
0: I'll, throw a sound. I'm, I will ca- I will catch it. By repeating it. By repeating that sound, I'll throw you a different sound. You will catch it. Yeah. We'll throw sounds back and forth.
1: And uh we'll just see how it goes. Okay, here we go.
0: Zing zing! Zo. go, Go, go 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 go. Splash. Splash.
1: ng 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 ng
0: ng You ng
1: ng ng you are, We'll call it on that lovely it little just
0: jingle. Just,
1: it just doesn't need much to delight me. I'm <laughs> That's a That's really all man. it takes. I'm a simple man. How is
0: Luna at playing soundball? She's great at throwing, good. not great at receiving. She's
1: pretty, she's pretty good, just... Yeah, it's all Although the same. She's got a range. Yeah. She's got a range. She chirps a lot.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, that's if there's a fly in the window. Yeah. All sorts of different possibilities. All right. Okay, well, so that was a little warm up, and now we'll get to the full episode. Yeah. At long last. Ladies and gentlemen, the moment you've been waiting for. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's been a really long time.
1: Where have you been?
0: But not that many places. Actually, uh-huh. physically, I mean, I took a trip to Ashland and saw some play, saw some theater up there, which is all which is all soul feeding. Shakespeare, some Shakespeare. I saw Henry the Fourth, Part One, which stunned me. Okay, it was my number one. I saw The Odyssey, which was very interesting to look at, and it was three and a half hours in an outdoor theater in ninety five degree heat. So Oof. there were circumstantial factors at play that made it difficult for me to enjoy that play mm-hmm. that are not necessarily the play's fault however i do stand by the idea that it is irresponsible to make a piece of theater that is three and a half hours long with only one intermission
1: and if you're going to ask people to be in what might be 95 degree heat
0: well regard no
1: even just yeah regardless one like this is a
0: failure of editing fair enough <laughs> you have not done a good enough job cutting this play down mm-hmm. or directing it snappily or something like three mm-hmm. and a half hours is too long okay unless you give people two intermissions Anyway, not the point. So I've been to Ashland, and then I went down to Santa Cruz for the, for a long weekend with my sister and her family and our, our friends. Your two nieces. My two nieces. And this is kind of a cool part of my life. My sister, lesbian, she and her wife have two babies, w- helped by a donor who is a really intense part of our life. Rather, a, a really joyful and involved part of mm-hmm. the lives of the girls and stuff. And so the weekend away was... The gr- my sister's family me and our donor <laughs> our donor <laughs> uncle uncle Ben is his, is what he is called and it's a joy it's such a joy it's like feel I feel so grateful to have this family
1: I love the formation by choice of the yeah, family totally
0: totally mm-hmm. it's so cool it's like there's not there's really not a map for it. there's really not a protocol for it. It's like well, take the next step and do the thing that seems to make sense and build the thing that you want and, and it ev- is working out remarkably well and it yeah there are no
1: and everybody's caring yeah yeah did he bring rice did Uncle br- Ben Uncle Ben No, I guess not.
0: No, Ted. Yeah. Oh man.
1: Oh, oh boy. Uh, so
0: those are the I think those are the only places that I've been although now I am in a very uh a very pregnant spot. Uh uh-huh. metaphorically and literally in a way I am not pregnant. However, I am waiting sorry on Sorry to disappoint you listeners. Uh, sorry everybody. <laughs> there <laughs> is not an actual monster baby in the works. Ooh, that would be But one of my very best friends is 9 months plus pregnant. She's her due date was a few days ago and I she has asked me to be with her at when she gives birth which is in my mind, one of the one of those like life things that I'm really honored to be asked to be a part of. And it could happen any moment. So This podcast
1: could be interrupted. Yes, I might have to go... By that birth.
0: ...accompany some active labor.
1: In which case, we'll get back to you. We'll get back to you. Uh, that's wild. Yeah, so that is a lot. And I have uh, finished up... my You have been yeah, everywhere. I've been a lot of places. Finished up my uh, study in New York City with Patsy Rodenberg, uh, working on voice and body alignment and acting training and reading John Milton and John Donne and Oedipus, such a fun experiment with different language. All these pieces are pieces that require you to have your ability with your breath and your articulation and your voice and your flexibility and your range. If you don't have that, you cannot do John Milton.
0: Did you do any like spoken word stuff? Mm -hmm. Well, like like
1: not our own poetry or that kind of thing. No,
0: no, but read like rap or... I mean, because it strikes me that when we're talking about articulation and breath support and attention and presence, like who you just listed is a lot of old white men. And there's other work that also would require that.
1: Exactly. That is
0: not in that canon. And I wonder if you touched any of that. That
1: was one of the things I asserted. And wanted, we did not get. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that I can help make it a part of next year's second year curriculum. Cool. Um, but I think that Patsy, understandably, and and I humbly accept this notion, is committed to helping people move through the first the development of the English language. And so we started with you know pre-Chaucer poets, and you're just listening to the rhythm of the sound, and like you don't even know what the words mean, mm-hmm. but you're just hearing what the sounds. What emotion they conjure up, yeah. and then we went through Chaucer, and you're like, I don't know what this says, but after reading it five times, I can understand it. Uh huh. And then into some of the uh, Romantic poets, and then into Shakespeare, and then uh, Milton and Sophocles. Got it. You know, but it's fascinating the way the, the you know. Milton is these long sentences that go on forever.
0: Sophocles and ever. was before Milton. wasn't oh, yeah, yeah. 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 That was like, ancient. well, anxious. and that's the
1: translation, but his style, Sophocles' style is like short sentences. Do this. I feel this. This is what's true. It's like mammoth. And it's just back. Boom, 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 yeah. boom. And the emotion surges. We did advanced color emotion in an earlier podcast, right? When we were talking about storytelling uh-huh. and advances where you're moving the plot forward. Colors, you're giving details about what is the surrounding, like emotions, what is the, what's happening in your heart or yeah. feeling wise. And Sophocles is all advance and emotion. Ah. Oh, you, you get all these, oh, yeah. woe is us. Yeah. yeah. And Milton is, in Paradise Lost, is almost all color. <laughs> he gives, he'll give you. 20 lines about of
0: just like what this looks like.
1: Here's this demon who has this kind of wing and cool. the wing tips are dripped in blood that was burned at the lake of Hades. You know yeah. This goes on and on, but you need all this breath to suspend the thought while you're going off on that tangent yeah. to be able to come back and say, but what I was really saying is this. Right. Whew. Yeah, and then so I finished that. Then I led, I visited with some family and friends back in Western Massachusetts and Boston. Led a mindfulness training for people who want to teach mindfulness to teenagers. And then drove back across country and just went to a week-long applied improvisation conference in Los Angeles. You just steeped. got home last night.
0: You're steeped in it.
1: I'm like a an old tea bag. Wait, that doesn't sound right. Mm. Nope, not I steeped. Strike
0: that from the record. Strike
1: <laughs> that. Can I be a marinated chicken?
0: Sure. Ready to get cooked?
1: Meat falling off the bone? No. Nope. Ready
0: to get baked? Not on this podcast, my friend. <laughs> it's not what this is about.
1: No, no. Um, so yeah, we've, we've yeah. Well, off. Welcome home. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It's really nice to be back. And uh, the people who took care of my home while I was gone did a very nice job. The cat seems healthy. The plants look great. Yes. Was the house clean. is clean. It was tidy. Ready to go. Great. So here we are. So here we are. Here we are, Uh, back in the saddle. Very nice to see you again as well.
0: Yeah, great to see you too.
1: So uh, listeners, we're glad you're with us. Yeah. We have passed 9,000 listens on our podcast.
0: Ooh.
1: Yeah, that's kind of exciting. That's
0: awesome. Um,
1: And uh, eager to spread the word for more. But let's get into today's topic. Let's. So (laughs) the the notion is to say, it's not about you.
0: Yeah, we're exploring that. We're exploring the it's not about you idea.
1: Yeah, selflessness and uh, what happens when we take the focus off of us and put it on something else. And uh, what do mindfulness and improv have to say about those? I think there's some really fascinating things to explore here.
0: Yeah. I'm also interested in exploring what it needs to be about you.
1: Yeah, great.
0: I mean, like you can't live a life where you never focus on yourself. There's something... Okay. There's a balance. Like, what is the balance mm-hmm, point mm-hmm, there? Mm-hmm. Because I know that. Well, I have a lot. I've been thinking about this a lot.
1: Okay. Lately, so yes.
0: will So this will. Yeah, this is cool.
1: But it might not be about what you think, Lisa.
0: I think actually this <laughs> podcast is about. It's kind of about what we think. I think that's the whole. Right. That's the whole deal.
1: Right. Okay. Was. Well, <laughs> <laughs> So one of the reasons I wanted to explore this topic. Yeah,
0: why, were you, why you suggested it.
1: Well, one of the th- earliest things we learned with Patricia Ryan Madsen is about making your partner look good. Mm-hmm. And I remember her talking about that when you're in a scene and you're struggling with... <laughs> Hello, Luna.
0: <laughs> Welcome the to the podcast. The monster baby podcast.
1: Uh, that when you're in a scene and you're struggling... To find something, you start to get the wheels going like, oh my gosh, am I a good improviser? Can I come up with something? To just pause that self-talk and say, don't worry about you. It's not about you. The scene is about something else. It's about being with your partners and making them look good. So check in with them. Look at them. Make eye contact with your partners. Notice what's around you and then something will emerge. Yeah. Get out of your head, get out of your own concern. It's not about you. Something else is happening to pay attention to. Yeah. And that when you get there, then some other grace moves in, ideas flow, the story moves forward. Right. That was one of her first lessons. I rarely hear other improv teachers talk about that. Really? Yeah. Except ones that have worked with her. Huh. They might might say... Notice things around you or that sort of thing, but they don't use that language of
0: play for your partner's delight It's
1: not about you get out of the way get out of the way, you know, this is
0: not about your great idea It's about helping your partner, right? Check in with them. Give them what they need. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I find when I improvise in that space I do way better. Yeah, and what's that about? You know what 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 makes that happen? Maybe it's because we're losing our our fear or we're getting out of that judging mind and getting into the sensing mind which is then more available to creativity or, or has creativity more available to it, something. But that's why I wanted to start, because I just thought that's really cool. And then it seemed like, yeah, there's a pretty clear analog to that in in mindfulness. We get to the notion of no self, which I think we've talked about a little bit
0: mm-hmm.
1: on the podcast. And to say 99.9% of the things we get anxious or concerned about are about ourselves
0: mm-hmm.
1: and there is no such thing as a self, so that's a lot of energy to spend on something that doesn't matter or doesn't mm-hmm. exist mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the way we usually think of it, anyway. Yeah. So there's plenty to go, plenty to dig into there as well. Yeah. So those are my first, uh, my first motivations for the idea.
0: Yeah.
1: I like humility. I like I like when I can remember <laughs> to be humble. Yeah. And and I, I don't think that. Do you like? Do you feel like that? Do you feel
0: like this is a, a humility thing?
1: Partly. Partly.
0: I mean, I think, I think, I guess that's interesting. makes me think about what humility means.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. what what do you think humility means?
0: Well, I don't know. I mean, I think there's like a, like humility is like, I don't have all the answers. I'm not sure. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm I'm open to learning something from people, to giving up, I don't need to have, I don't need to have the most status in the room.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Agnosticism.
0: Yeah. Some sort of. God, you know uh, awareness that like everything's a mess including mm. me we're just working it through working through it mm-hmm. let's see what we can find out together feels like a humble mm-hmm. stance you don't need to know the most you don't need to have you know like willingness to say oh yeah that i was no yeah that probably wasn't the best idea that i had
1: right there's so hum- humility has the same root as the word human hmm. which has the same word as the same wort. Did I just say wort? Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> That's the same root as the word humus. Meaning Hummus? earth. It's
0: meaning g- ground up garbanzo beans?
1: <laughs> exactly. It's all yeah, about no, the garbanzo I beans. I see it now. Yeah. It's not about you. It's Some, about the garbanzo beans. It's about
0: beans. tahini. Right.
1: <laughs> tahini. He's a good friend of mine.
0: <laughs> Exhume, I bet. That's like where yep. that comes from. Yep.
1: To dig up from the earth. Yeah. Right? So humility is humus-like, compost-like soil. Yeah. Humors and and so it's that's cool grounded of the earth low-lying not up in the sky like Mm -hmm. you know some celestial thing it's like no it's right here yeah close to close to home Mm -hmm. yeah so i think of that as humble as being like i'm not trying to get up in the clouds i'm just here Mm
0: -hmm.
1: which also connects to um followership and leadership right i mean like What would it be like if, if, you know, so many people talk about leadership and aspiring to be leaders and what are the qualities that make good leaders and we need more leaders. Very few people talk about being followers, being a good follower. And, and I think that this is right in, that's right in line with what we're talking about here. When I took a leadership course in in business school, that was one of my favorite units was followership. Mm -hmm. You can actually have influence as an effective follower.
0: Yeah. You, you choose know? who you follow and how you follow them.
1: Whose banner are you going to march behind? So, or?
0: so yeah. So this is interesting because there's... Okay, if it's not about you, who's it about? And one option is... Or or what is it about? And mm-hmm. one option is it's about your partner. Mm-hmm. Which is mostly true. But one option is it's about the story. Mm-hmm. And you're there to serve it. Yes. And you just got to do what it needs you to do. And... Maybe that's a tiny bit part, even though you have somebody awesome in the audience and you wanted to like show off that you can improvise songs and do all these things, but it's like, yeah, but that's not it. You can shoehorn yourself in there, but ultimately it's not, that's not what's in the cards for you tonight. Like something Mm -hmm. else is needed of you. And maybe it gets kind of down to like, well, ultimately, what do you want? What do you really want? You know, like you're going to look like an asshole if you shoehorn on yourself into this show and leave everybody else in the dust. And that's not really what you want. Right. Yep. So it kind of like you're not actually giving up what you want. Maybe. To get, you know what I mean? By, yeah, by putting you're yourself. You're not giving up your bigger want. Yeah, your bigger want. And then I, I have been involved in this process of interviewing candidates for the managing director position at BATS.
1: Mm-hmm. BATS Improv. Up, yeah, up which in I think I can
0: say. Yeah. And one of the things that I've been really impressed by, by is my leadership comes from service. And people don't have a hard time following you if what you're really doing is serving them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> serving the organization and serving the art Right and and what we're really here to do mm-hmm. and, and instead of like how can we get bats on the map you know what I mean which is a really different really different question than like how do we best and, and to the to the most possible thing serve our our mission right and and our art form and 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 those
1: those might end up in the same places but with ad, a very different approach and totally attitude totally a totally yeah.
0: different approach and attitude and in one of them if you fail. You're not on the map and everything has failed. And the second one, like, or rather, if you, mm, like, if you don't get on the map and your only goal was to get on the map, then it's a total failure. But if mm-hmm. your goal is to, like, serve the product in hopes that it'll get you on the map, well, you might not end up on the map, but at least you've served your, like, you're, li- you're living in the way that you want to. Yes. Like, you're moving through yes. time in the way that is important. Yes. So it's sort of like that humility of, like, I'm not here for to get famous. I'm here to serve yeah, love it. That's like an interesting. I'm here to serve the story. I'm here to serve my partners,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but I do it because it's fun. It is all about me. <laughs> it's like I do it because it feels good.
1: Well, yeah. So it 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 requires a, answering the question of how do you consider who you are? Who, what are the boundaries of you? Yeah. And I think for most of us, we, and I'm including myself in this, we tend to think in kind of strict ego boundaries, like my concerns, what I want. Am I hungry? Am I healthy? Am I meeting my professional desire? Am I Making know, money? Making do, I money? Have do, I, a do I have thing? love or yeah. romance or sex or whatever? The, it's like, do I have enough entertainment? Do I have the things I want? Mm-hmm. How am I going to keep myself safe and free from harm? That's kind of ego boundaries. And what happens when we not only shift our attention to a wider scale, but shift our identification to a wider scale. So me is not just at the end of my skin or the end of my bank account or the end of my resume. Me extends elsewhere. And Joanna Macy, who I know we've mentioned on the podcast before, one of my favorite teachers, a Buddhist and a deep ecologist and a great teacher about activism in response to what's happening to the earth, makes a distinct, uh, distinction between ego self and eco self. Mm. That when we see ourself as part of this long lineage of evolution and that we are part of the the earth that we can speak for and from other beings, mm-hmm. that it it creates a different kind of motivation, a different kind of courage, a different kind of sense of belonging, a different yeah. kind of patience. And so... One of her colleagues was a guy named John Seed, who did a lot of work in the rainforest in Australia. And he talked about when he he would say something to the effect of, when I remembered that I was the voice for the rainforest speaking through me, I had no fear. Yeah. Right. So that was operating from that eco self of yeah, I'm here. But it's not I'm about whether internet. you
0: like public speaking or not. It's That's like, right. that, that doesn't matter. It's not about his aggrandizing. You have a job to do. Becoming a star activist. Yeah.
1: I love that notion,
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know, and so there's there's something there, I think, as well. How do we identify ourselves? Am I Ted or am I part of this improvisational theater group?
0: Mm-hmm. Am I a San Franciscan? Yeah. So do I work for the betterment of the community in San Francisco?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Am I, right, an American? Yeah. What does that mean right now? Right.
1: Am I an advocate for animal rights? Yeah. You know. And A human,
0: an earthling. The, of, right. Like what? Yeah. That I
1: identify. It's not just me doing this because I'm upset. It's actually I'm interconnected with these beings and they are using me or speaking through me somehow. Yeah. It's an interesting, interesting notion.
0: Yeah. Woof.
1: Is that a dog speaking through you? It's
0: it's just big. That's a big thought.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Who am I here for? The
1: the notion of interconnectedness is a big, big idea.
0: Yeah. That changes your life. Yeah.
1: To really operate from that place. I think uh, so much fear melts away. It also means you hurt a lot more. When there's pain anywhere, you feel it. When there's joy anywhere, it's yours too. Yeah. Right, so to live in that place involves a lot more feeling. Yeah. Sometimes it's easier to constrict and kind of put those walls and boundaries up again. Right. But so okay, so tell me when. Let's 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 just jump there right now. I'm sure we'll come back around to some of the stuff. When do you think it's important to have the focus be on you?
0: Well, I feel like there's an element of self care that's really important.
1: Okay. Same of, like,
0: way. you have to understand your own boundaries and how much energy you have, and what is like, it's really easy to spend your life focusing on making other people happy, and that's not a sustainable way of living. Mm-hmm. I have come to learn, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and that there can be a time where it's perfectly okay to be like, Nope, I know you want me to do this thing, mm-hmm. I don't have it, and I need to take care of me, mm-hmm. right? So, it's like oh, but don't you see their happiness is your happiness and you are depriving them of happiness if you don't do what they want. And it's like, I, yeah, I can't do what everybody wants me to do. Right. So, you know, it's like where the lines are. But then, so this idea of self-care and giving yourself what you need to work your shit out. That's, you know,
1: That reminds me of the, on the airplanes where they say, put your own oxygen mask on first before you attempt to help others.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: It's making sure you're... you're taken care of your instrument can function yeah or else you're not any good to anybody right Mm -hmm.
0: right so there's times when it's like yeah you gotta just do you just gotta do that Mm -hmm. you can't give it away to other people sometimes that thing that masquerades as being about someone else actually is about me Ooh. right so i think i'm taking care of other people but actually it's just because i don't want to experience the pain of letting someone down
1: Can can you give us a specific example um, that you're willing to share?
0: A, a very, very simple example. Okay. Somebody invites you to do something. Somebody invites me to do something. Yeah. And I want very badly to say yes. And maybe it's even to help them with something. Mm-hmm. I would let you be perfect to work on this project.
1: Can I'd you love come your, coach us? Can you
0: come coach us? Yep. Right. Are you da, da, da. And I, the the draw to feel, to say yes, is real strong. Partly, I'm an improviser and saying yes has like holds this hallowed place of, yeah. of sacredness, right? You got,
1: that's a strong neural pathway for you.
0: Very strong. So it's like, oh God, well, if I can make that work, I want to. But also there's this... I think I'm like trying to give them what they want and I'm starting to understand that actually they're going to be fine. Whether you say this, say yes to this or not. Mm -hmm. And maybe this almost addiction to saying yes to things when people provide opportunities is really about not wanting to disappoint them because you don't want to feel bad because I don't want to feel bad for like, I'm trying to save myself from feeling like I'm letting someone down. Mm-hmm. I am so run around by the pain of telling people what they don't wanna hear that I'm trying to save myself from that pain. Yeah. And I blo- and I, I shove the responsibility onto them for mm-hmm. like, oh, but they want me to, and I don't wanna let them down, so I'll do it because I want them to have what they want. Mm-hmm. When really it's just like, I don't wanna experience the pain of being potentially in somebody's bad graces. Is there, that's very painful for me. So I'm protecting right. myself. So if I were to apply that, like, well, it's not about you. It's about what is real. Do you have the time to do that or do you not?
1: Mm. Like, what is
0: real about this? Okay, nice. Do you have the resources or don't you? Is yeah. this worth your time or isn't it? Like, it, you know, the...
1: So you are just framing it as you're not wanting to disappoint them. I w- is there any part of it that is you somehow... I forgive the words if they're not the right tone, but... Avoiding or evading taking responsibility for what you might want. like if you're doing what somebody else suggests, you don't have to register or plant your flag. No, in
0: the I mean, that's another conversation. There may be some of that in other okay. situations, but in but in this interaction, yeah like yeah, there there totally may be some of that happening in my life, right but but I think in this case, it's about it's not about hiding from what I want. It's just about really easily being pulled into what yeah. other people want. Yeah. And then thinking that like, because they want me to do it, I am under some obligation to fulfill their desire. Mm-hmm. And I am very uncomfortable not doing that. Mm-hmm. I am very uncomfortable saying no. Yeah. And so I'm trying to keep myself comfortable.
1: Uh, that, that makes total sense. Which
0: is like interesting yeah. to flip that and be like, well, what if it doesn't, what if it's not about you? What if you're not playing, you know, which is weird because it still is about me. Like I'm still yeah. taking care of my, but it's like, so which part of you is it about is it about this right. like, deeper, true thing about you? Or is it like, oh, I, I will feel better if I've sent this email to say that I can do it so that I'm happy in this moment. But it's like, it's like candy. Right. And like that high wears off pretty quick. Yes. And the like deeper contentment level right. of like spaciousness and availability for the shit that matters is what we're going for. Mm-hmm. And if I keep filling up on candy, I'll never even it. you know, it's like... Never get that meal. Yeah.
1: That's fascinating. So even when you're, in theory, focusing on other people, it, it may be still serving your small My ego need. My weird little
0: addiction to, yeah. p- to giving people what they want.
1: Mm-hmm. So that they'll like you. So like me. Right. I, yeah. I and, mean, I and, think and in it,
0: simple terms, I think that's what it is, right? And being the person who, like being the person who's like, yeah, in it and game and cool and available right. and does the things and enthusiastic and, you know, and it's like, well, what if I, what if I'm not? Right. What if I'm not those things?
1: That's wild. So yeah, and then
0: it's protecting that image that I think I've built up, and that I feel like I need to keep up with.
1: Right. And you could you could have a reasonable defense if somebody said to you, "Hey, Lisa, it's not about you." You said, "No, no, I know it's not about me. I'm helping all these other people." Yeah. Right. But then there's this deeper level where right. It's so still... there's like
0: one level of self-forgetting. Yeah. You know, that's actually that that actually is kind of twisted. Right. Because it is about giving me what I. Yeah. Need, which is to tell other people to like get their good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get their favor.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I, I think this conversation is—it's real important to be careful too about conversations of power and privilege, right? So, you know, I think there's a gender dynamic that women are trained to please other people, and men are trained to do what they want to get what's theirs. Claim their claim the stage, you know, yeah. step up, do what you know. Get be bold. Your, get be decisive. Stuff. Do the thing. Yeah, and you know, when I was a kid not that I was trained as a typical man, but my default focus was definitely myself. Yeah. And I think, you know, I generally do a pretty good job of that, like advocating for myself, taking care of my needs. Not that I'm completely independent. I know I'm interdependent, but, and I'm, I'm always grateful for that. But yeah, I'm usually thinking about myself first. And so this is a good challenge for me to to step out. But for me to say to other people, hey, it's not about you. I have to be really careful about who I'm saying that to and in what tone and what setting and yeah what arena because if I you know, as a white man, white heterosexual educated man It
0: is about you. The whole world the is world about is, you. Exactly. Yeah. And, and and if right, right, know, right. there are other
1: people whose voices need to be included in the in conversations. Right.
0: And, and you don't want to whip out that it's not about you. It's like, right. oh no, it needs to be more about it's needs to be more about you. <laughs> yeah. We need more of you.
1: So I think I think what we're one of the things we're coming to is it's really important to be careful about where and when we
0: yeah.
1: offer this lesson, even if this lesson is a valuable one. Yeah. right. To say, how can you operate in the world without being so attached to your ego's needs or, or the fear of what you look like or that kind of thing?
0: Yeah.
1: There's, there's another thing in meditation that's fascinating to me that when I learned how to lead meditation, the people who trained me talked a lot about the specifics of language you know, when you're, what words are you using when you're leading? And so rather than using commands like feel your feet, we use words to indicate that it's already happening. Feeling rather than feel.
0: Feeling your feet.
1: Yeah. So there's that part of sort of like we're kind of getting into the process of what's happening rather than my telling you what to do. But also there's an encouragement to avoid words like you and I. To avoid identity altogether, and so instead, I would say, feeling the feet, and any sensations that might be there, investigating. Perhaps there's a tingling, or a warmth, or a coolness. Not
0: perhaps you are feeling a tingling. That's
1: right. Perhaps huh. you know, and you know, instead of saying noticing your breath, noticing the breath. Yeah. And that there's something about when we use pronouns. That it activates a social interaction and all of the status and concern about approval that, that goes along with social interactions. So if I use the word I, I invite you to do this or, you know, I ask you to do then this.
0: Turn, turn, then it turns it into like, well, do I want to give him what he wants? Exactly. He wants me to do this. That's
1: right. And so instead of we're using this more general. And sometimes it can feel wishy-washy or mealy mouth or kind of amorphous. I think it actually allows for a better more effective meditative experience because you're able to notice what is true you're less in the scene in that moment and it's you're in your observer place is a, is a better way to say it It helps yeah. you stay in your observer place it's
0: like a little sensory deprivation chamber in a way right where it's like it's, it's not about me or, or, or you that social construct it's a so it's like a social deprivation chamber nice <laughs>
1: Yes. Yeah, exactly. Need, that's exactly it. I need it. that. Yeah. I love that. Uh,
0: yeah. So that it's not, it's, yeah, take yourself out of...
1: That makes good sense. So yeah, so that's, that's an interesting language thing that we do when teaching meditation that I think is, is connected to this. It's, it's to say, it's not about your sense of yourself. It's about what are you experiencing.
0: Yeah.
1: It's not about the way you think of yourself or the things you're attached to. What is happening now?
0: Yeah.
1: Right. So if we're not caught up in all that identity and ego stuff, then we can be more present. Right. to what is
0: we're not fighting the thing that it is because it's not the way we want it to be we're not it, it was just like well this is interesting right. right yeah yeah
1: did I see you taking a note over there
0: oh nothing nothing serious
1: this is uh, podcast listeners I, I want to tell you <laughs> <laughs> We've had this conversation a little bit before, but this is a monumental day in our podcast history. <laughs> when we mentioned our topic, I Lisa Roland, took a piece of paper and jotted down a few notes about what we might talk about with a topic. And I was delighted.
0: Ted was shocked shocked are you is are that, you are you writing down some notes?
1: Is that a pen? Are you
0: writing down things you might talk about?
1: Yeah, it was exciting. <laughs> I,
0: yeah. But
1: I, yeah. I did take the opportunity to write a few things down myself as well. But
0: I would expect nothing less, Ted. Is
1: there something on your piece of paper <laughs> that you'd like to share with us, no, Lisa? No, I,
0: I just realized that, I guess there's a couple of questions. One is that in improv it feels so, there's like, there are like many, mm, okay, okay. <laughs> I have one thing to say about improv, I think. I have a thing to say about me, which is a sort of value that I have come to or a way that I want to live that I have just articulated.
1: Okay. This is interesting.
0: And the improv thing is simply that I think that in entering into improv, the way that we do it, which is different than the way that a lot of people do it, but the way that we the do it. The way a lot
1: of other improv teachers do it? Yes. And when you say we, you mean bats? Yeah. Okay.
0: Bats. The And bats and, affiliate, and, and affiliates. Yes. B- well, but although I would think I would, I think probably anybody from any school would argue that they do this as well, although it it manifests in different ways, right? But there's this sort of unspoken agreement that it's like, we are both here to serve a story and a moment and show up for what that moment is. And I get, one of the few times that I register real anger, Mm -hmm. which does not happen very often. Like a lot of times I'll realize I'm angry far after the fact, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, it's like kind of this cerebral exercise, but... The moments where I respond with anger is when I feel like somebody, when I show up in a moment, we've talked about this on the podcast before, I think. When I show up in a moment, I'm like, playing this moment and it's clear that my partner is off grandstanding for the audience Mm -hmm. and making it about them Mm -hmm. and pulling focus away from the moment and and to themselves and that makes me so it makes my blood boil in this really interesting way i'm like what do you do like what this is what we're here to do Mm -hmm. is like play in this way with each other for a story for a moment for a show for like and you're what are you doing you Mm -hmm. know It, it feels it feels like a betrayal
1: counter purpose for sure really
0: really interesting so it's like yeah, you, you don't get to just have what you want. Like, shut up. We're here for something different. Mm-hmm. We're here for something bigger. In Word at a Time Stories, sometimes you get the articles and sometimes you get the big juicy nouns and adjectives mm. and you can't... It's not about what you want. Yep. It's about what's happening. Yep. So, so there's it's just like so clear. It's just so clear to me. Like, mm-hmm. this is not about your agenda. You just It just cannot be about your agenda. It is about what is happening. And your job is to show up in the moment and respond to what is happening honestly, not haul your agenda through the door. So, And there is a principle in improv, which is like, leave it at the door. Whatever shit you have going on in life, Mm -hmm. you got to show up on stage ready to work. Right. To be present,
1: put a little suitcase in by the threshold. Just you do what you got to do. Pick like, it up on your way out. Pick up. it up
0: on your way out, but like you don't bring that in here. And one of the things that I love about the bats community and the way that they that I have noticed that, and a thing that I really love is when somebody is late. You don't give them shit for being late. You just get in there and say, "So glad you're here," and you keep playing. Right? Mm-hmm. You're not gonna shame them or shun them or blame them or whatever. If it's a chronic problem, you might have to bring it up. Because it's not a professional way of being, but understanding that we're all, you know, like what we're here in this space to do is work. Mm -hmm. So I'm not interested in why you were late. I hope you're okay. Show up. Glad you're here. Let's play. You know, so that, and also on the other side of that, when I come through the door late for a million excellent reasons, right? I don't need to make any, I don't need to give those to anybody else. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. I'm here to play.
1: Do you apologize? Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. I apologize and I do not explain it.
1: Yes. Big difference.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, most of the time. I'm not perfect at that. Right. <laughs> but the, so, so this brings me to the way that I have decided is a way that I want to live my life. I was recently in therapy, which I love. I like stumbled upon this. I stumbled upon a decision that I had to make according to values and not feelings. And those things are really, really different. And that it, was, it was a very important distinction for me. And so it made, it made me start to think about like, well, what are those things that live behind the feelings, right? The mm. feelings can get in the way of me seeing those things clearly, but like these feelings change all the time, but these things are unlikely to change. The values
1: are unlikely to change.
0: As quickly or right. as often. Mm-hmm. And so what's the, so what are those things? And one of the things that I realized is like really a value for me, like, I don't know if that's exactly the right word, but. A priority is not making my shit anybody else's shit. Mm. I don't want you to have to handle my bullshit. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna handle my bullshit. Mm-hmm. That's for me.
1: And by your bullshit, what does that mean?
0: Whatever it is, my my defensiveness about why I'm late and, you know, or my, right? Like coming you're, in and being like, oh my God, there was this crazy accident yeah, and yeah. I couldn't and I'm so sorry. And now I've made this moment that was happening all about me. And now you're mm-hmm. all handling my shit.
1: Right. And it's not about you. It's not
0: your shit to handle. Yeah. You showed up on time. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to show up and not make this about me. Mm-hmm. Right. Or like even... Even, oh, so when I made this decision recently that was kind of value-based and I knew that that following through on that would disappoint some people. Mm. And I knew that. And I could sense that when I was telling them about my decision that I knew would be disappointing, but that felt very truly right for me. I could sense that I wanted them so badly to like absolve me from any need to feel bad. Mm-hmm. Right. I, what I wanted to hear was like, oh my God, uh, Lisa, of course, like you don't, don't even, don't even think twice about it. I totally get it. You're, you're right in line. We'll take care of you. It's just totally fine. Like, just like, I wanted a lot of that kind mm-hmm. of, mm-hmm. you're making the right choice. Of course this makes sense. And I was like, and I had to check myself and not fish for that. Cause I can, I have these little ways of fishing for that shit.
1: Right. Mm-hmm.
0: And I was like, "Stop it! You don't. That's your shit. Mm -hmm. That's you needing this from needing them to show up in this way to make you feel better. Don't give that to them. Don't make them make you feel better. You get to make your choice, right, based on what is right for you. The end, right? You got to do it in integrity. You've got to do it honestly, right? It's like there's all these. It's not like fuck them." right? Like you're not just right. you're disregarding not dismissing them. feelings at all. But in fact, it's like, I'm, I'm going to hold that. I'm going to hold the responsibility mm-hmm. for the choice that I'm making. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to make you stroke my, my delicate disposition about, about letting you down. It's like, that's my bullshit to handle.
1: Yeah. I had, my,
0: like need for approval is not yours to take care of.
1: I had a really interesting example of that this summer. There was we had had several days of the Patsy Rodenberg training where we had started at 10 o'clock in the morning. And it was on a Tuesday night uh, that we went over because we were working with some other students who were there at the same conservatory. And we had gone late. And I, I needed to, I couldn't stay as late as everybody else. So I left early from that. But that was an optional thing to go to. but So it wasn't, I wasn't ruffling any feathers to leave. But I left that night early and I came back the next morning, arrived at 9.50 and nobody was out milling about. I thought, what's going on here? And I went to the office. I said, did they start at 9.30 today? And the woman in the office said, yeah, they did. I thought, crap.
0: Like, did you miss that, that mm-hmm. instruction? I didn't get
1: any notice because we had, been, we had been meeting at 10 o'clock for the previous four days. Right. And because I wasn't there at the end of the night... When they announced it. it, I missed it and nobody sent me an email right. and, you know, so I had good reason to think they could have helped me out. Right. And I worked with it and I was like, am I going to defend myself when I go, I'm definitely going to go apologize to Patsy mm-hmm. for being late. Am I going to do it with a, I'm really sorry I was late, but I didn't hear and especially because I have been the one who, all through the three weeks of the training up to that point, had been the one checking about what time do we need to be here? What time will we be done? I know I regularly was pretty good about that. The one day I didn't do that was the one day that it, it changed.
0: Different.
1: Yeah. And, uh, and I decided, you know what? Nope. Yeah. I'm not going uh, to make an excuse. I just right. went up to her and I said, I apologize for being late. And she said, thank you and it was done. That was it. Yeah. I did go up to, I, I then thought, you know, do I need to make amends with my classmates? Because I, I also felt a responsibility to them. Yeah. And I wanted to do this. I didn't want to defend myself. And so I went up to two of my classmates at the break and I said, Hey, I just want to let you know, I'm really sorry. I'm late. I was late. And unprompted. They said, Well, did you know that we had switched the time? And I said, No. And they said, Oh, well, that's on us. That you you know no problem don't worry about it yeah and when they said that i felt like okay i don't think i need to apologize to everybody yeah it felt like that energetically took care of it right but i was still happy that i didn't
0: you didn't lead try with to like, to defend. it's not my fault yeah but it's about you right i mean there's it's perfectly understandable to be like i just need you to know this is not through disrespect of you for you right i really didn't know but there's something very powerful about like you get to do that work for you mhm know that know that you are clean with being late apologize and be present. Yeah. There's like something really interesting about that realization that so much of my desire to like take care of other people's feelings is actually just taking care of my own precious yeah. little need to be in good graces and it and it's like oh that's mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not anybody. Mm-hmm. They'll be fine. They don't you know it's like
1: Yeah.
0: Um it's like a very interesting
1: There was um so I think that this mode Maybe we've mentioned it a little bit, but I think it frees up creativity too, right? Mm-hmm. So like if I'm if I'm out of the, the need to perform, to impress somebody or to yeah. take care of my ego, then something else, it makes space for something else to come through. Mm-hmm. And one of the places where this shows up is I think a direction I've heard from you in an improv game, maybe the most basic improv game, soundball. Mm-hmm. And so, you know... We're tossing a sound back and forth. I make a sound, you receive it, repeat it, and then you send me a new sound. Don't have to be funny or clever or interesting. We just pass That's it back sound. and forth. Yeah. Send, receive, send, receive, send, receive. And if we're in a big group, we might do it with a circle. But I've I've heard you give the the tweak on it after letting it go a few times, like kind of watching the group do what they do. Usually people are hesitant. Usually people are trying to be funny. To say, okay, I want you to turn your focus From making a sound to receiving the sound. Mm -hmm. Just honor what comes to you. Do it beautifully. Get it right. Put your full attention there. And then once you've received it, let a sound come out. Mm -hmm. Again, switching that focus from what sound am I going to make to show up. to be there for what's coming at me. Just be there and receive. And then something else will show up. And whenever I've heard you make that suggestion, and then now whenever I've done it myself when leading it, it completely transforms the game.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And all of a sudden, people are more connected and more relaxed and more free. So the sounds they're making yeah. get much wider so It's in interesting
0: range. that, like, that, I mean, I guess it's just self-preservation. It's like, oh my God, am I going to be all right? Are they going to like me? Am I going to belong? That mm-hmm. just completely locks us up.
1: Mm-hmm. It's that fear of failure, fear of rejection or something.
0: And it's really, like, yeah. And people need to get a hold of it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Get a hold of yourself. hold
0: of yourself. It's not about you. Quit focusing. Nobody cares about how good you look in soundball except for you. Yeah. Nobody cares. Nobody is on that page with you.
1: Well, And even if they did, I think sometimes they might, but even if they did, they're probably going to like you better because your work is going to be more creative and more fun and more yeah. delightful if you're out of the way.
0: It's that weird. It's like that really weird. Isn't there like a thing about monkeys and jars? Um, <laughs> monkey...
1: Let's make it up. What is the thing about monkeys <laughs> no, in jars, Lisa? No,
0: wait. Uh, putting your fist in a jar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to let go in order to get it out. Yeah, there's
1: a banana in the jar. You reach in to get the banana. or
0: something. You got to get it out of the jar. If, if you're you grabbing if it. If you're grabbing it. Yeah. I, this is a weak... <laughs> it's, a weak <laughs> it's a weak parable. Okay, so
1: how do you see this connected?
0: <laughs> okay, here's how. It's like, uh, there is a... And this is something that I've seen over and over again, is there is a... As people get better at improv and then they reach a point where their effort, improv is a craft. And the more you practice it, the better you get at these individual skills. And I've seen people approach it with an engineer's brain of like, all right, I'm going to like dive in and I'm going to excel mm. through muscle. I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. And they are going to get better and better and better, and they're like, you know, and it's going to work for a while. And then at a certain point, all of the control that they are exerting over their process is going to be the thing that hinders them from going any further. Uh-huh. Because at some point, you got to just play. Yeah. And it can't be about how good you are and what good things you're doing anymore. Right. It can't be about that. You've got to be able to let go and get a little out of control. Right. You. We are. We don't want to come and watch you be in control.
1: If we did, we'd go to. Scripted go theater. Go to
0: scripted theater where th- like there there is a which I love scripted theater, so that is not a derogatory thing. It's just a really different art form. And I think people show up at improv, I think, to watch actors discover something together. To watch to and be a part of that discovery. To so have that
1: delight, yeah. And
0: like really let it go. And I've seen I've seen technically skilled improvisers who are just so carefully held. They're they're just held. They hold themselves. They're careful you know, kind like careful talk. players. Yeah. But they're doing all of the right things, and it's just no, f- it's lifeless. I'm like, Yeah, but what, but what am I? Wa- I'm, I'm not watching anything happen here.
1: Do you feel the same way about people you know in your life who live their lives that way? Carefully, like everything's cleanly taken care of, and I've got my five, my you know, five goals I'm achieving this year, and boom, boom, boom. And yeah,
0: I mean, although, although I have to say on that front, I'm like. They probably look at me and are like, how the fuck do you get through the day? You know what I mean? Like, how do you like, so I'm, I really want to like leave room for like, hey, it takes all kinds of like living in life. But my belief is that life is messy and that you're going to drive yourself crazy trying to keep it from being that way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like life spills over, sound spills over, things spill over. We're just all in a big soup of accidental serendipity, Yeah. you know? Yeah. Like and it's and it, it's not always gonna go well and there's you know mm-hmm. so my 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 reaction to that is like all right well make friends with chaos yeah rather than great how can I order this right and I actually think I could use more of the how can I order this mm-hmm. skill set like mm-hmm. I don't think I'm doing I think I could do more
1: yeah I mean of course you could still do that and have it be uh, not so tense. Yeah, right. Constricted. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, so on the, on the way that you live your life front, I'm like, really, I really admire. Mm. There's something that I really admire about folks who are like, I have systems. I am living according to my systems.
1: Yeah. I guess my, my thought there is I love people who are organized and, and systematic to some degree, or I should say, I love it when they are that I love them regardless. But Oh, that's a nice adjustment. I hope. Anyway, I strive to. And it feels sometimes that kind of approach makes any interaction about them. Like, do I fit into their puzzle piece Mm. as a puzzle piece into their plot? To get from point A to point B. And if not, then maybe I'm not going to be there. And there's not, there's not that serendipity there's that you're not talking dis- about. There's
0: not this discovery.
1: It's not a shared thing. We're
0: not like, oh, let's see what's here. Because you already have decided what That's this right. is going to be. That's right. What time you have for it and da-da-da. Yeah. It's like sometimes you just got to go out of the lines. Right. Because something different is happening.
1: Yeah. This was, you know, another thing we did this summer too was we were talking about ensemble work. And, you know, if a, there's a group of people who are fully present and they choose to be present with each other what happens in that kind of shared second circle group. Really cool. One of the things we played with was the need to yield Mm -hmm. often. And so we would do this, we would be walking around the room and Patsy would say, Okay, are you a group yet? And we'd be like, "Uh, what are you, what are you even asking? I don't know. But she'd say, and then she'd repeat the question, are you a group? Are you walking as a group? And you could feel it and be like, no, we're not. And then people would adjust, and slowly we would not just get into lockstep, but like into rhythm or pace or style of walking.
0: Yeah. You are yeah. now one organism. And
1: now we're getting we're moving towards one organism. And then you could see that there was like one or two people who were not there. We
0: didn't, yeah.
1: And in order to teach us to yield, she then said, okay, well, so let's go back out, stand in a circle. One person will come in and start moving, walking around the circle. And then another person is going to come in and match that person. Mm. So the second person coming in had to yield their own pace, their own style of walking.
0: There's a very clear leader.
1: That's right. To match that and then to build up that ability to to yield, to follow.
0: Mm-hmm. And that like when there, is, when there is a spotlight on one person going into the circle, everybody knows if you're the asshole. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> who, who won't yield. And then
1: she slowly brought other people so we would have three and four. And you could see some people still resisting. Yeah. I don't want to be a I'm not gonna to choose to be a part of the group. Well then that would became a question in itself. Yeah. Do you want to be part of the ensemble? Right. If so, you need to yield sometimes. Yeah. You know, and so then we would come back out and then come back. Now are we walking in a group? And usually it would snap into place after having stretched so, those muscles.
0: This reminds me of when we were working at Exeter and we went to the drama class.
1: Phillips Exeter Academy in Exeter, New Hampshire.
0: That's right. And we went to the drama, the drama class and we led a, a thing about flocking mm-hmm. and being a flock a, being a, all the same kind of animal.
1: Yes. Fish or deer Fish or birds. Fish or deer
0: or birds or whatever it was. And it's really cool. And we kept the direction we kept saying was, <clears throat> you're, you know, you're all the same kind of animal, so you all look the same. You're all moving in the same way, da da da. And it was very clear that there were a couple of people who wanted to be the leader, who wanted to call the shots, who didn't want to do what everybody else was doing. And in a debrief, I will just never forget this, that one one kid, a guy, which just feels like that makes sense somehow, Mm -hmm. said, oh, I realized that you have to do what the group is doing long enough for them to trust you and then you can make them do what you want. And I was like, oh, Oh, God, that's what you got out of this? Okay.
1: Okay, you slimy manipulator.
0: Oh, man. You know, and it's like, oh, man. Like there's this, do you want to be part of a group? And part of it, there's humility in being a part of something else. You're not in charge of it. You're Mm -hmm. just one part of a bigger thing. And you have to, I love that, you have to yield. You Mm -hmm. have to... Notice what's going on and allow yourself to be taken into this
1: mm-hmm.
0: and, are, and show up ready to be part of a larger thing where maybe you don't, you don't do much.
1: Are you okay being the soil out of which some other plant grows? Yeah. You know, yeah.
0: you're a part of it contributing without controlling. Mm-hmm. The, the, the game is not, how do you get these people to do what you want them to do? Although that was his game.
1: But yeah. That's the one he was playing. Yeah. That's what he
0: was playing. And he felt like, what I recall was that he felt pretty like chuffed with himself yeah, for like figuring I got, that out. I got the point. I figured it out. hmm Oh, I see. You just got to do what they're doing for a little while until they trust you. You can get them to do what you want. And I was like, this is American leadership.
1: Did we say to him, it's not about you? I don't don't recall saying that. I think
0: we did. (laughs) But I I think I said, great. (laughs) I can imagine myself saying something like this. And I may have said said something like this at the time. Great. Well, I think that it's really uh, important to look at the fact... That what you what you are going for in this exercise is how to control people. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I kind of left. <laughs> I think I left <laughs> like that.
1: Look, we are mindful. Look at this. Isn't that curious? Look at
0: that. Yeah, I'm not
1: judging you. Let's no, take a look. I'm not judging you. I'm judging
0: you a lot inside. <laughs> and on the outside, I'm just being curious and inquisitive. Right. Yeah. That's funny. That's what that reminds me of.
1: That makes sense to me. Well, I wonder if there's anything else that you would like to... Offer to this topic before we close it up. We're kind of getting to our, our time here.
0: Hmm. It's not about you. You know, only that it's kind of relaxing to show up ready to play someone else's game.
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm. Le- almost let, leave that ego stuff at the door. Yeah. Hanging up on the hook. You're like I'm going to
0: show up for whatever's here. Sure. I don't need to exert any control over this. I'm going to show up and see what see what this is, and my job is to like show you all a great time.
1: It's almost like in ballroom dancing where you, if you're a follower.
0: It's great. God, I uh, yeah, love being, like, I love following.
1: Yeah, you're still, you're,
0: you're in still it. dancing. You're half the dance. You're responding. You got to be there. You get the prettiest, you get the prettiest costume. Yeah.
1: You get to just. I love the sequence.
0: Yield. Well, you look very nice in sequence too. Thank you. Yeah.
1: Thank you. All right. Okay. Well, so there we go. A
0: lot of things. Yeah. As always, context specific. Yeah. And Sometimes you got to make it about you. You gotta draw your line.
1: I think that's an important distinction. But. But it's not about you.
0: It's not about you. It's not about me. So it doesn't matter what I think. But I'm still putting my thoughts out into the internet. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> if everybody wasn't to them.
1: Yeah. You know, as as usual, we kind of get to a, a a bit of a paradox, right? You need to take care of yourself. You need to speak up for yourself. It's like taking up your fair share, but not more than your fair share. Yeah. And and even adjusting what is the you that makes up the your share. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So yeah. If you think of yourself as the group, then. It's not about you. And that sometimes an giving individual. yourself
0: what you need actually makes it not about you. Like that's, that's right. actually Yep. Yeah. That's that this is that's a weird thing I came to on this yeah. podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right.
1: Very well then, uh, we will wrap up this episode and thank you all for listening. Yeah. Bye. Ciao. Ladies and gentlemen, episode number 29 of the Monster Baby Podcast.
0: Thanks so much for listening. We hope that you found it. Some, we hope you found something in it that that made you think. Stirring. Did anything in it surprise
1: you, Ted? Surprise me? That's a great question. Yeah, I mean, uh, we, we keep coming back to it. This, you know, we always kind of find the counterpoint whenever we're asserting something. Yeah. And we we find this paradox of it's, it's both and. It's both and. So even though I'm a firm believer in the it's not about you, I take to heart your assertion that sometimes it does need to be about us. Yeah. And particularly with the notions of power and and equity, like, who's saying it's not about you and to right. whom are they saying yeah, it? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, it's, it's huge. I appreciated that observation.
1: Mm. So that surprised me a little bit. How about you?
0: Yeah. I don't know, I, did, I, li- I liked the, I li- the, you know what, the, the social deprivation, chamber, mm-hmm. I think is cool. It's a cool idea. Yeah, it's a cool idea. And I never thought about it, because I've noticed that language that you use when leading stuff, and I'm always like, what is that about? I feel so affected. Mm-hmm. But I get it. Like, I get it. Mm-hmm. That it's not you. Anyway, I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. So I thought that was a cool...
1: So when we were talking about leading a meditation exercise and avoiding... Yeah. Avoiding pronouns I want that social you to a social connection,
0: notice yeah. your feet, notice your whatever, yes. just mm-hmm. like... It's kind of free of a self. Yes. Just the things, the, p- the pieces that are in this moment.
1: Can I go ahead and use that term? Social deprivation chamber? You sure can. I think that's a great <laughs> yeah, term. You sure can. That's excellent.
0: Yeah, I like that.
1: Right on. Well, listeners, if you have any reflections that you would love to share with us, we'd love to hear them. We so welcome your emails and thoughts. Uh, info at monsterbabypodcast.com.
0: Yeah. And if you like what you're hearing, please feel free to leave a review on iTunes Mm -hmm. and things like that and uh, yeah we'd love to we'd love to get the word out
1: yeah it's a it's a helpful way for other folks to find us the more reviews that are on iTunes the more other people it comes across their plate
0: yeah so if you think it's worth sharing then it's worth reviewing oh How's
1: that? That's a that's a good little little quote. So cool. Right All right.
0: On. Well, we'll see you next time. I don't know when next time will be. We're both kind of traveling a little bit more now.
1: Yep. Fair, well, I'm going to be home for a while. I think it's you who's traveling. But I'm traveling now. Go well, Lisa Rowland. Thank you. And uh, until the next time. Goodbye. Ciao.